A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation. All right. Welcome, Camilla Hodge, to the Design to Change podcast. Thank you. So, uh, Camilla, we serendipitously ran into each other here at IMAX America. Yes. It is Wednesday the 18th, is it today? Yes. October 2023. Mm And uh, we're here in the uh, event design uh, collective uh, spot in the inspiration hub in the podcast studio mm-hmm. and uh, last week I was communicating with uh, your colleagues uh, Neil Lundberg and Sam Glanzer and Matt Durden uh, as I was in Salt Lake City where Brigham Young University is based. Yeah we're just a little bit south of Salt Lake about 45 minutes south but Salt and Lake Provo. is really the yeah yeah Salt Lake's really the recognizable recognizable uh, main airport hub, hub yeah. in, in, uh, in Utah. Yeah. So you're an assistant professor of experience design and management at the Marriott School of Business. Yes. And um, what's so interesting is that your students and the students at Brigham Young University have been exposed to event design using Event Canvas as a result of your colleagues having been to our programs, Event yes. Design Certificate Program. And I remember actually Neil and um, Brad Harris, your predecessor, I think, mm-hmm. came to our program for three days. And they said, you know what, we're, gonna, we're bringing this back to your university and our classes start on Monday. And the program ran for Wednesday, Thursday, and f- no, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And over the weekend, they had time to process it. And on Monday, they started giving the classes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes teaching university classes is like that. Yeah, where you find a new thing, you learn a new thing, and suddenly you think, this is essential for my students' training. Yeah. And there's some long nights and some hard work, and, yeah. and you get there. Yeah. So, um, Neil also said, I'm not going to be at IMAX America. And I think Sam was traveling to Zambia for a site inspection. Oh, wow. And, and um, I was literally in your backyard last week. Yeah. You know, working with a company on event design. But now we're here in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, and you've come here with your students. Tell mm-hmm. us, what, 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 what expedition are you on, and what are you, what are you doing here at IMAX America? So I am here um, and participating in what's called the Faculty Engagement Program. Mm -hmm. And so it's just an opportunity for the educators of the next generation of event design and experience design uh, professionals to get to know each other, start sharing resources and learning from each other. And then our students are here participating in the future Future Leaders, is that the program? Future Leader Forum. Yeah, Future yeah. Leader Forum. And so we've kind of been on our we've been on our own little journeys this morning. We're about to kind of reconnect for lunch, and I'm excited to hear from them and what they're learning. Looks like a really, really awesome program for, for students. Right? Yeah. Right. So my colleague Devin Pasha is currently with the students. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this afternoon, she's going to do a number of sessions with them, as well oh, as a faculty so session great. tomorrow. I'm a little jealous. Right? <laughs> yeah. And she's going to work with you guys as well as faculty to, to, to expose the options of what 35 other universities are already doing across the globe yeah. and bringing the Event Design Certificate Young Professionals Program to them. Um, 
It also begs the question, just stepping back a little bit, because so much has changed, you know, not just in the academic space that you're in, but also in the way students are consuming their education, yeah. the way that events are being hosted across the planet. Yeah. After a period that has been, let's say, tumbleweed would be a very gentle word to yeah. use, right? Um, how do you look? How do you look at the way that education is currently taking shape, and what are you focused on to bring to the students that are going to enter this market space tomorrow? Do you know? I think one of my one of the elements of my personal philosophy of teaching is is connection, right? Like there's theories that help us understand the social aspect of learning, and I have bought into that idea. So that's uh, and I've heard that theme echoed a couple times just in the few hours I've been here this morning. Yes is that events are what bring people together. And I would broaden that even to say just experiences are what bring people together. Yeah. And I love the intro for your podcast. Like, are you going to leave that to chance? Are you going to leave the conversations that spark professional and personal development to chance? Yes. Um, and so I think there's a, I have a renewed level of, I think, intentionality when I go into a classroom. Um, and I think for our students, they're facing a lot of challenges associated with kind of the the fallout of, uh, of the COVID quarantine, right? We see increased loneliness and disconnection on campus. So we have to, we have to be able to counteract that in a way that again, I think we can do through intentional experience and event design. And so thinking about where they're headed professionally, I'm hopeful that they can be part of kind of the recovery process as they graduate and enter the field as, as new professionals, young professionals. Well, one thing they need is inspired professors and people that are willing to know what's going on in the industry. So showing up at the industry trade shows, especially this one, it's mm -hmm. the epicenter of experience design, right? IMAX America. Uh, we're here in Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Mm -hmm. um, some call Las Vegas the events capital of the world. Yeah. Um, What's, what's it like to come to this trade show? Have you been here before? And no, this, this is actually my first year here, yeah. and I'm kind of just scouting it out. Is this something that, as you know, our department is relatively new, and so we're still trying to find where are the best and optimal connections we can make for our students and for our own you know, faculty professional development. Yes. And so I'm really excited to be here, and I went to two sessions this morning already, and super interesting. I've got some insights to go back and share with my students already, so... Really exciting to be here, yeah. That's so cool. How would you describe the vibe here in this massive hall with, I mean, you could travel the world just being in this hall, right? Yeah, yes. All the destinations. And yes. Describe to people that have never been here, what, what is this? Um, so it's honestly, so far, I'm really impressed with the layout and the structure of the flow. I haven't felt like crowded or stressed or overwhelmed yet. And I typically find that I can feel that way in such a big space and with so many, so many options of things to do and see and people to talk to. But I feel like there's been some really good thought in how this space has been set up and that's been really uh, just a great experience. Well, I think that this, this speaks to uh, creating a welcoming environment, mm -hmm. which I guess experience design is also about crossing the threshold of starting something, right? Yeah, and intending yeah. to go somewhere. Having never been here and taking your students is a bold move, right? Like yeah. You don't know what you're getting yourself into or yeah. what they're getting into. And sometimes those can be really happy surprises that happen yeah. serendipitously. And out of all the universities that could have done this, you are the one that is stepping up and doing it. Yeah, and we uh, had a gosh, the 20 minutes of, to just meet earlier today with all the faculty who are, who are here. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it's been so exciting already just to see where colleagues are, right? Different yeah. universities becoming aware of what they do and, and who I can talk to. Yeah. I think that exchange over time has proven to be very effective and, and, and positive. Mm -hmm. um, we've been going to this event for many, many years. At first, IMEX supported us directly to bring this as Education on Smart Monday. Yeah. And to design the Smart Monday, they used this methodology wow. uh, as a case study. Initially, I think it was cohort seven. We're now at cohort 48 for the Certified Event Designer Program. Um, and the team at IMAX has been trained to apply this kind of thinking to mm -hmm. creating the experience. And it's a family business, and I think you can feel that when you are yeah. here. There's a sense of community that's quite extraordinary. Yeah, right. And that's so. It, it, part of my part of my job as a research as a, as a professor is I do research, and I actually study. That's what I study. I study social connection, and my kind of—I don't know if it's really a catchphrase, but it's uh, you know shared experiences are the currency of connection. And so when we're trying to connect with people, we've got to have shared experiences with them. Yes. And so designing and staging things like this, right, an event that's welcoming and inviting and accessible and inclusive—that's that's really a, a major step forward to helping people connect. So, um, repeat what you said in terms of. Gatherings are the social currency for connection. Yeah, so shared shared experiences, shared experiences are the currency of connection, or even just shorter, like experiences are the currency of connection. We connect with people when we have things in common, when we go through something together. I get to it's this. I get to teach a class about it to students. It's been it's been really helpful to. It's been really it's been a great class for me to teach, and I think the students are enjoying it too. I think that's amazing when you have inspired. Uh, mentors and tutors and people that, I mean, you shape the experience for the students, right? Technically, a, an undergraduate or a graduate degree is a set time mm -hmm. with an entry point and an exit point. Mm -hmm. Something happens in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's a multi-stakeholder environment. Um, and the design of that is so relevant for the rest of the life of these students, right? Yeah. It's, it, it, it's foundational. It's it's instrumental. Yeah. Um, my daughter just finished her master's degree and is her first job. My son just started university, so I'm at the bookends yep, of both yep. those experiences. Um, what kind of choices are currently in front of students that are selecting programs, and why do you think they should go into experience design? Oh, such a good question. So I think it's almost like that, that psychological concept of the paradox of choice. Um, made famous by a professor whose name I can no longer remember. Uh, <laughs> He talks about uh, this paradox of choice of almost being overwhelmed by the number of possibilities. And so there's this kind of paralysis, decision paralysis. So I think that's a, ch a challenge for students is there are so many opportunities and so many um, ways in which you can pursue an education. Uh, and then once you choose that mode, what, what you're actually going to study and go into becomes another decision. So that's kind of a challenge. Um, and then, I'm sorry, I forgot the second half of your question. Oh, why they should study experience design. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the way we talk about what we do, and uh, it, especially with other, other departments, is that really we are teaching and giving our students a set of tools, like a, a tool belt, a toolbox, that they can then go and apply in a lot of different contexts. So we can move into an experience industry, like events and conferences and conventions, 
or we can actually go into um, event management, or I'm sorry, experience management, where we are thinking about the end user, like a customer or an employee, mm -hmm. and then designing for their emotional responses, their experiences, that kind of a thing. And so, I like to tell students that this is a this is a really um, relevant and emerging area of business. This idea of how do we make business more human centric? Well, experience design does that, right? The very first thing you learn to do is empathize with your end user and remember that they are in fact human and they have real needs and desires that yes. that you can design for. And yeah. what a powerful way to like drive a company or drive a business is to actually understand the real and like lived needs of your end user yeah. and then provide them with a meaningful solution. And that's the power of experience design and yeah. design thinking and all these things that we talk about, right? Mm -hmm. That. Mm -hmm. In the end, we have a value add. We create value in a way that's different from different from other offerings. And so that's kind of my, I guess that's my pitch to students. Yeah. I love that. Uh, it's actually our, you know, it's, it's actually our pitch. Like, the, how do you design time? Yes. Oh, right. yes. Oh, I could talk about that for hours. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And our, and our payoff is actually designing at the speed of change, right? Which mm -hmm. is change is happening whether you like it or not all the time. Uh, but the time quotient that you were mentioning is such an important ingredient in measuring how long it takes to create a connection or, yes. or, or a shared experience and how much connection does it give, right? Yeah. And what are those degrees of separation for you to then sustain to a next point of connection? And if you would describe, because the theme here is human nature. Yeah. Right. So for two years it was nature and mm -hmm. now they added the word human awesome. to that. In a world that's being pervaded with artificial intelligence and mm -hmm. um, complex language models. This is a fairly simple language model that's mm -hmm. very analog, right? Mm -hmm. what, 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 what kind of pops to mind in terms of how your curriculum is changing or what's, you know, what's going to happen in the next couple of years? What, what does oh, it mean? Yeah, so there's probably a seminar or a workshop on this on campus somewhere every other week, if not every week. And I just went to a session this morning about this as well. Um, so the first thing is I'm having to learn new skills, right? I'm having to learn what this is, how to use it, so that I can be fluent in that language when I talk to my students. Yes. I think in terms of the way it's changing education, um, it's a tool, right? I think that's the, I, the, the current way I think about it, and maybe this will change as I learn more and get more experience with it. but. The way that others have presented it to me is that AI is a tool and that's what we do. We teach our students about tools they can use to design better experiences. And so there are, right, if you're going to go hang a picture on a wall, a hammer makes sense. But if you're trying to like clean a window, a hammer doesn't make sense. And this is maybe a terrible analogy, but you know, there's... It's very clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And so like AI, this is something I picked up in the session this morning is AI has some really practical uses and especially like when you're working to um, design and put on an event like it can, it's good with like tactics and logic like the like the but not necessarily strategy or the empathy side of things right that well I need to know who my end user is still and I need to know how to empathize with their needs so that I can design an experience but when it comes to like the tactics or like the pragmatics of an event I think it becomes a tool to potentially really streamline some of the processes so that you can focus on what matters most and focus on it more. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fully true. I think the human nature part of it, and especially in the 
empathy mapping that we do to actually yeah. the, the bookends to you know creating an event canvas with the narrative of the 14 building blocks yeah um, if you put a group of seven eight people together you let them empathize together on behalf of someone else yeah the power of thinking of eight brains combined in a short compressed period of time is very potent right it's very difficult to surpass that in any way I mean it's not a singular sport it's not a single person that can do it mm -hmm. um, AI might try to emulate it and try to learn from that as well but it's always working with past information right so generating into the future the capacity to have your prefrontal cortex determine a future state is unique to our species yeah right? as um, uh, on this planet at least as far as we know right <laughs> <laughs> but being able to use that with students, I think we have very fresh thinking. We always see the most exciting event designs coming out of groups of students. Yes. Um, across the planet. Yeah. Because they are unhindered by the difficulty of execution and delivery. Yeah. Right. So their free spirits give it a lot of fresh air and yeah. a lot of fresh thought, which I think is very exciting. If we can get our students to plug into the needs of the different stakeholders and get them to imagine future states and apply design thinking to prototype, it's pretty endless what can come out of that. Yeah, I, I love that about, I love that about like design thinking and something I teach my students like the agile mindset, the agile methodology for you know, like project management in our in our realm. Yeah. Um, it's just it's so iterative, right? The the emphasis is on iteration and constant improvement, and that is really powerful. Yeah, and I think the the ability to how would I say that? Because evidence based research always looks backwards. Would you agree? Well, yes and yes and no. So, as a, as someone who does research, I don't want to ever uh, like discredit the the work that I do or other people do. But you're absolutely right. So, there's data, right? When you have data, it's representing depending on what you've asked and how you've asked it and the type of data you have. It's really just describing what was. Yes. And there's there's power in that, right? There is some power. Massive power. Yeah. And so we definitely need that element of it. Um, but you're absolutely right. There's, I think we can intuit some trends and then use that to create models and that are to an extent predictive and can to an extent be helpful. But um, I think it's, it's a, again, I'm, I'm borrowing some, some messaging from one of my colleagues where we're, we're com the way we like to think about design thinking and, and experience design and management as, as our major and, and the profession is that we're, we're, we're merging these analytical mindsets and approaches with like creative innovation through design thinking. And so like, it's, it's kind of like the best of both worlds, ideally, right? Right, totally. So the forward-thinking capacity of a group of people combined with the historic data of the analytics of what was, right? Yeah. Um, documenting the past, right? Or analyzing the past, documenting the present, and designing into the future is kind of the, the triad that vectorizes the truth, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, I think I'm very excited by you know seeing the students at BYU also under your le leadership have this ability to you know, learn about this firsthand from smart people like yourself who, have, <laughs> who are taking the effort and time to get to know what's happening in the real industry today, right here, right now. Yeah. To me, that's very exciting. Yeah. Um, if there's any professors out there listening to this podcast who have not recently been to a live event in the events industry, and they might be considering coming to a show like IMAX in Frankfurt or IMAX America, and they will be hesitating. What would you recommend to them? Oh, I think I would. I think I would really recommend taking the leap. 
doing the thing, right? Um, as someone, again, a classically trained, like I have a PhD and, and, and the, the, the research training that I got, that's excellent. And then, and then you, but that's like, that's, as you said, a, a one set of, that's one set of skills. It's a limited, it's not a limited, but is one of many ways to look at the world and experience yes. the world. And that was kind of one of my goals when I started. So again, I mentioned I've been at BYU, this is my third year. Um, and so when I started, that was one of my goals that I set for myself was to find industry relevance and then allow that to shape how I teach students and the types of classes, classroom experiences that I deliver. And so it's been, I I mean, I don't want to overstate, I don't want to sound dramatic, but it's been really invaluable. And I find that my credibility with the students increases and my ability to relate to them increases. And so it's been, it's something I've actively pursued um, to not only my students benefit, but it's exciting for me too. I get to learn new stuff. And right. I think part of why I'm a professor is I just really like to learn stuff. And I stayed in school for my whole life and I love it. And so it's been really exciting. One of the best things my, my best teachers have ever taught me is the art of curiosity. Yeah, right? so yeah, yeah. Not knowing is a wonderful state of being, right? The state of wonder is what rocket fuels good event design, or mm-hmm. any type of experience design for that matter. So uh, thank you for spreading that enthusiasm. Thank you for coming to IMIX America. Yeah. Thank you for stopping here at our Event Design Collective podcast yeah. studio. Yeah. And um, I have one request. Okay. May we call on you one year from today to have a second take of this conversation. Ooh. And to figure out what the delta is between today and one year from today. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm going to go write this down because otherwise I'll forget. But well, I'll, I'm going to put, I will it, put sending, it in my calendar. I will send you an invite for okay. that. It might be here at IMAX America. Who yeah. knows? Or it might be online. Yeah. Or it might be at BYU. Who knows? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I think looking at increments of change with long enough gaps in between them allows you to identify progress. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. progress over time is one of the epic phenomenon that happens when time passes. Yeah. And sometimes you need these markers of change over time. Absolutely to see the progress because sometimes it feels dreadfully slow yes however oh, yeah. looking back you see the arc of change and together you can celebrate that yeah and celebrating that together is probably the best manifestation yeah right yeah, yeah. All thank right. you so much for being you on are welcome podcast. thank you this has been great uh, Camilla Hodge thank you for stopping by thank you for teaching this at BYU good luck with your students today thank you and we look forward to speaking soon again alright take care A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations.